All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of this freaking show. The weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. I am your host, Travis Dick, and with me, as always, Awkward Collins and Geekcast Joe. And we are now ringing in the new year because this is the first episode of 2017. Woo! Woo! Yeah, and uh, so far it's uh, yeah, I, I, to me it's been exciting. I don't think anything's happened. Not really. Yeah, Betty White made it through 2016. Yeah, she did. She survived. I am so proud of her. So did Stanley. Yeah, since they're the same age. <laughs> I yeah. forgot that they were the same age because he looked so much older. <laughs> Well, isn't like well, William Shatner's close to their age too, Ryan. He looks like he's like a lot younger than them. Is he? Yeah, Shatner. Shatner, I think, is in his late eighties. Pretty Damn. sure he's in. Pretty sure he's in his late eighties. It's always like surprising because I feel like he's in his late eighties, eighty-five, mid-eighties. Yeah, head. dang. He's almost yeah. ten years younger though. He's nine. How was Betty White? I thought Betty 94. White was like nine. Oh, she okay. I thought she was like ninety, ninety-two. No, she's Stanley and Betty White are ninety-four. Oh, it's Clint Eastwood, eighty-six. Clint Eastwood still lives, so that's what matters to me. <laughs> uh, Joey, tell me about New York. It's a nice place. It's not Chicago. Did you get mugged? No. Hmm. No, okay. I had a great time. I've never, I've actually, uh, honestly, I can say I've never felt safer in a city, which was unexpected. Yeah, I mean, being, oh, I guess, I, I'm not a city person, so, I mean, like, what, 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 what did you do there? Now, now I saw some pictures. Uh, you're at Times Square, but uh, what else did you do? Where did you stay? Uh, we stayed in Brooklyn at uh, an Airbnb in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty great. Um, huge apartment for, for the, what we paid for it, um, for the weekend. So that was pretty fantastic. Um, had some great pizzas, uh, went around, had some good gelato, which, uh, is a whole nother story, but the wife and I haven't been able to find good gelato for like six months at least. What what exactly is gelato? It's like ice cream. But it's got uh, it's a creamier consistency with a higher fat content. Um, it, it's just it's so much better than ice cream in almost every way. Yeah, you see, I'm not I'm not a very big ice cream person. I'm more of like a um, like a sherbet or a sorbet kind of guy. Ah, uh, gotcha. You wouldn't like gelato then, probably. No, I, I don't think I would. I mean, like, cause the only thing I knew about gelato is I knew it's an Italian thing. And uh, I know that it had, like, twice the sugar as regular ice cream. And the only reason I know that is I think it was off the Lizzie McGuire movie or something that had to do with Disney Channel. I have missed that movie. That's awesome. Yeah, I shit you not because I just remember, like, the, the student teacher being like, gelato. Like, half the something but twice the sugar. As I, I don't remember what it is. I just remember her saying gelato. <laughs> and that's why it's always stuck in my head. But... I mean, I'm the same way when it comes to milk. I hate 2% milk. To me, it's too thick. It tastes like cream to me. Oh, see, and I I drink heavy cream sometimes, just straight out of the yeah. thing. So, raised I, on 2% here. Yeah, so I, I can't do whole milk. I can't do 
Uh, fat free skim 1% is what I usually do. You know that shit that looks like water and semen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I actually, I just Googled it and I was wrong. Uh, gelato is actually, it's just churned at a lo- uh, slower rate. So it actually has less air and less fat. Um, but because it has less air, it uh, its texture is um, silkier and softer and denser. Okay. So I just I'll have to get you some good gelato sometime, and uh, you'll have we'll just have to try it on the show or something. I mean, I, and and I'll try it. I mean, I'll give it a shot. But the, I think the biggest thing is like when it comes to like um, Cold Stone. Mm-hmm. Cold, cold stone is too rich for me to enjoy. Oh, I used I used to eat it a lot, like when I was dating my ex girlfriend and showed that because she loved going there, and I do mm-hmm. anything to make her happy. I'm right. you know, I'm that pathetic, you yeah. know. And so, I so I mean, I went there, but like when I went there, like I never got like you know. I guess it's weird to say, but like okay, so like you know, like when you go to Subway and pretty much everyone just makes like a salad on bread. Yeah. You know, they just throw a bunch of shit on there that shouldn't be part of a sandwich, but they do because it's already there. Shit, I, I sure. The stuff you get on your sandwiches should not be part of a sandwich. That's what I do. When I, when I go to Subway, um, I, I get like one of three sandwiches. I either get um, the uh, steak and cheese, which I get onion, green pepper, blackout, banana pepper, pickle, uh, sriracha, and ranch on it. That's basically what I get on mine, too. Right, because that's good shit. Uh, yeah. Or, or I get the uh, Italian BMT, and I will get uh, let, or I get I get the Italian BMT on flatbread, and I get black olives, banana peppers, and light mayo. Or nice. my third, or my third option if I don't want because those two are toasted. They always gotta be toasted. And actually, if you ever go Subway and want to try something, get the green peppers and onions toasted on the sandwich. Oh, it, it makes a difference. Thought... It hmm. makes a All difference. Right. Guarantee you. Uh, trust me. I know food. <laughs> um, my other choice, my cold sandwich, is uh, the Subway Club. But instead of the ham, I get turkey. So I get the turkey, salami, and beef because I've had, I'm, I'm bored of ham. I've had so much ham in my life. So and I just get, uh, I get mayo, mustard, uh, lettuce, pickle, black. I, I throw everything on that sandwich. So, but that's why I feel that people do a cold stone. They just, they say, like, oh, I want an ice cream. It's like, do you want a fucking Snicker bar in it? Like, well, now I do. You know, it's. It's like, I mean, it's already, it already serves its purpose as being, like, a treat. But now, like, you're throwing, like, cookies and fucking Snicker bars and, like, fucking beef jerky and shit in it. And you're, you're just, like, going way above and beyond of what the ice cream should be. And the ice cream, sand. and it's so rich as it is already. Whenever I went, I got, like, cookie batter or birthday cake. I'm sorry. Birthday cake. And I got like rare shit of cherries in it, and that was about it. I wasn't really basic with the shit because it was just so rich. I could never really enjoy it while I was there. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. My, gelato. My... I'm I'm a purist. I'm a gelato purist. Uh, true gelato should never have uh, uh, extra stuff added to it. Um, and it usually comes when you buy it. It comes in a much smaller container than Americans usually serve ice cream in. So like a uh, like a regular sized gelato might only be about three or four ounces. So it's it's very very rich, and you get plenty in that three or four ounces. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to trust you, Joey. And next time, you know, if there's an opportunity to eat gelato, I'm going to give it a shot. You know, I'm, I'm going to trust you on that. I'm down. I'll have to find a good place in Chicago. Yeah, I mean that works for me. And uh, also, you know what? Big thing. Like, I, I do like the sorbet. I do like uh, the sherbet. But Italian ice is probably my favorite. That's good stuff too. Oh, I love it. I don't think I've ever had uh, bad uh, Italian ice. It's one of the things. Like um, every time I go to a ball game, that's one of the biggest things I get is the Italian ice. Whether it be like the little like lemon ice cup or the mm-hmm. actual like scoop from a. Um, like a uh, little cart thing. Like you get the red, white, and blue scuba, the raspberry, uh, lemon, and or was it no strawberry, blue raspberry, and lemon, or something like that? Or uh, uh, I don't remember. But do you remember good. what it is? No. I I, I, I'm, I'm, I know one of them is raspberry. I can't remember if it's the blue one or the red one. But I think but I think it might be strawberry for the red, lemon for the white, and blue raspberry for the blue. Cause I don't think it's like blueberry or anything like that. No, it's probably blue raspberry. It's gotta be blue raspberry. I love that yeah. shit. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, it's like, and I think it's like it's like become more of a mental thing. I enjoy those things more than even ice cream itself or so like that, just because uh, it is less fat. And I've been trying to you know go on this like health kick and everything. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, I actually went on a diet over the weekend. Uh, helped me lose twelve pounds in three days. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's called the stomach flu. Mm-hmm. So I'm familiar. Uh, yeah. So I mean that was a that was an epic adventure. I would that was fucking horrible. I'll tell you that much right now. I I would never want to get the stomach flu ever again. I mean like the only time I've ever had a stomach flu is when I lied about it to not go to work. But to actually have it was kind of like, yeah, this is uh, this isn't fun. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. trust I could I couldn't trust a fart for eighteen hours. <laughs> right? Been yeah. there, man. Oh yeah. Nice. Um, but I do feel better. Um, it was a great way to start 2017. Uh, literally laying on my couch. Um, yeah, I really didn't know it was New Year until uh, a hairless, uh, shirtless, hairy guy came down the stairs telling me. That's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was my uh, that was my New Year's baby right there. That was like my New Year's last year. I had strep throat. God. And I hate and like and that's a, and that's one thing that I wasn't too worried about being sick this year is because I have phones and I was dispatching this weekend. I mean, I was supposed to have a party and people over and everything. And when I mm-hmm. got sick, I just kind of canceled it and you know said it is what it is. Um, but between work and everything, like it was just so brutal trying to fucking get over it and everything. But when I did, I was actually kind of okay with it. I mean, from like October to now, I had a party almost every other weekend. You know, people over and everything. It was it was nice, but you know, I really don't need to do it. Yeah. I'm okay without doing it. I don't have to worry about spending the money to get treats and snacks and shit like that. So, I mean, like, it, it wasn't a big loss not being able to do it. It would have been nice to still do it. But this t- this way, I kind of, like, save up and enjoy my <laughs> shit. And maybe have something like, you know, April, May, or something like that. The only downfall is I didn't get a chance to use my new Christmas gift that my parents got me, uh, which was the uh, heater for the garage. Wow, well, yeah. nice. It's still my mom's. I got to oh, go grab it. Yeah, it's just... The weather's been so crappy, I didn't want to bring it over here in the fucking cardboard box. You hear it soaked by rain or snow or some shit like that. And there are other times when, you know, it was nice outside, I was either sick or working with phones. So I'll probably get it this weekend to probably bring it over here because the garage is one of my goals for this weekend to get uh, that clear. Because I think it's actually supposed to be nice this weekend. Nice. Yeah. But what else did you do in New York? 
Oh, man, so many things. I'm trying to think. What did I leave off with? Gelato, uh, visited the American, uh, uh, the Natural History Museum or whatever, Museum of Natural History. Uh, that was pretty badass. Uh, we started with the space section of it, and so like there was like a presentation by Neil deGrasse Tyson, and then like another one uh, that was voiced by Liam Neeson. Um, what else did we? I learned a lot about dinosaurs, which is pretty cool. It's it's also just it's amazing. I mean, oh, the the collection they have there. I thought the collection at the uh, uh, what is it? The museum of the the field museum in Chicago was huge. It has uh, it's like a fraction of the size of the the natural history museum in in New York. Um, it we spent all day there, and we didn't see more than two of the three floors. Oh wow! Yeah, it was ridiculous. I don't even think we finished both of the floors that we made it to. So it was it was unbelievable. Um, we also went to the uh, the nine eleven memorial, as you do, um, and that was that was pretty amazing and pretty powerful. Was was that your first time ever seeing it? Yeah. So like it was like your first. Well, I mean, obviously, probably seen it like in pictures and videos, and but like right, actually right. being like in person of it. Yes. How was that feeling? Like really, that like that first like very moment. Um. Uh, you know, honestly, it took a while to sink in. Um, I'm, I'm really good at kind of, of compartmentalizing my emotions so that I don't get overwhelmed very easily. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, unless something sneaks up on me or whatever, but so walking into this prepared for something that was going to be pretty emotionally overwhelming. Um, uh, I was making jokes and stuff on the way in the line. And then I tried to get serious when we walked in, um, and so it took probably uh, 20 to 30 minutes for me to be totally engaged in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes something's just so awful that you just – it's in the face of it. You've got to be a little bit unserious yeah. to be able mm-hmm. to grab, to handle it. And so it, it, it by about 20 minutes in, it was pretty like, oh, man, this is really interesting. Look at all the uh, information they have and all the stuff that we did. Um, one of the cool things it has is uh, there's a timeline from the, the second you enter the uh, the exhibit until you uh, get to the actual memorial part of it. Mm-hmm. And so they've got all of these different like videos and phone calls and um, like the the recordings of of the people like who were on the planes and the black box stuff that could be released is in there. And so you can you can actually listen to all of the things that were happening, and that was actually the hardest part because it's like, you know, there's the last voicemail from this guy that he sent his wife, you know, and like the very last line of it was, um, "I hope that I'm going to call you again," and he never did because he was on flight 93, mm-hmm. you know, um, that kind of stuff was hard. The uh, the world trip the cross that they found at Ground Zero. That's real controversial because it's cross-shaped. Um, that was pretty powerful to see. Um, that really like uh, uh, brought tears to my eyes. In all honesty. Now I, um, I, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean cross? Like there was a, the the. Uh, I think it was like, like 
10 or 12 days into the um the rescue operations that like you know they're they're still searching through the rubble of the buildings um there was a uh a two of the metal beams uh the way that the building collapsed uh broke apart in the shape of a like the perfect shape of a cross and uh lots of different people rescue workers of different backgrounds and ethnicities and religious backgrounds um found it was a sort of a way of, of making meaning out of how much pain and devastation and stuff that they were witnessing. And so they started holding like little memorial services by the cross. And so this, this, uh, these two I beams basically were preserved and, and put into the, the memorial, uh, museum. And so a lot of people are upset about it because, Oh, it's a cross Christianity, blah, 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 blah. But like lots of people from different backgrounds, we're just like, man, we need some object to help us make meaning out of this awful awfulness. And so it, this, it just became a really powerful symbol for them. And you can kind of like feel that, you know, like looking at it and reading the stuff there, you can just, you can feel how much emotional weight it has for people. I gotcha. Yeah. I, I'm surprised I never heard about that. I mean, I don't. I don't watch a lot. I mean, I I uh, recorded a lot of uh, uh, shows and stuff off the uh, 15 year uh, anniversary this past September, but mm-hmm. I I never watched it. Um, I regret watching it because I wanted to hear about the stories and stuff like that. But like, I did the one I did watch because there's like three of them or four of them. Uh, the one I did watch it was about. Um, it was basically uh, what the fuck were they called? I think it was called. I think it was just called Fifteen Years After" or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about it was talking to all the families of the people that passed away and everything. And I think that was just too much for me to actually watch the entire documentary of the entire. Oh, yeah. uh, it's just like you know, I just I couldn't like I I just yeah. hated that. I just I can't watch that shit. Uh huh. Yeah, they actually have they have a whole room in one of the sections where they just they uh it's just a projector that's constantly cycling through. Um, it's like a picture of the person who died, uh, a short description of who they were, and then uh, if it's available, there's like an audio recording of their loved one talking about them, really? like remembering them. Yeah, and it's just it's just going through it constantly, and like I, I stood there for about twenty minutes just listening to all of the stories, and it uh, it's heart wrenching, you know. I mean, it's it's really. Yeah, it's tough stuff. And at the same time, though, it's like, you know, like looking at it from like as a as a pastor, as a chaplain, I'm looking at it and going, you know, it's very it's really, really impressive and beautiful and amazing that as human beings, we have this ability to take this horrible, horrible pit of grief that we feel at tragedies like this and transform it into this just glorious almost you know memorial to who they were so we we can transform this pain into such ecstatic beauty and it's it's amazing to me yeah i get what you're saying yeah so it's just our ability to make meaning out of stuff that's just horrific is just it's 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 a testament to the human spirit you know yeah it it's one of those things where people like I mean, like, not even, like, certain people, but, like, everybody kind of needs to go back and look at that and mm-hmm. kind of, like, 
you know, not worry about the shit that's going on now, but the shit that happened that changed our lives and everything. And they need to kind mm-hmm. of sit back and remember those, you know, situations. I don't think too many people really do that shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and I think the other thing for me is, you know, when it happened, I was 11. Uh-huh. And 11-year-olds are not smart. You know what I mean? Like they just, they don't know enough and their brains aren't developed. And just, I can remember being in my fourth grade classroom or fifth grade classroom or whatever friggin' classroom it was. And, um, just our major concern being in Indiana in the middle of a damn cornfield was, you know, maybe the terrorists will try to blow up our cornfields because we're the bread gaskets of America, and they'll miss the cornfield and hit the school, but no one will be in the building, so no one will get hurt. But the school will be blown up, and we won't have to go anymore. You know what I mean? Like that that was how I made meaning of it then because I didn't understand. And like I've come to understand over time, but actually sort of going there and and realizing like like how – how terribly wrong I was at the time, like just realizing how immature I was when I was 11 was just, you know, it was a good thing. I mean, it was sobering and it was maturing and it was good stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's sort of like, like that's the juxtaposition for me in my head as I was going through it was, man, I was totally clueless. <laughs> you know, this is really like, it's great it was great to have all this stuff preserved and, and sort of to realize, you know, like this is the first, this is the first world tragedy that was able to be recorded and preserved in real time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we recorded the Vietnam war and certain parts of world war two, but like that was all propaganda. This stuff was just people who were standing on the street recording it with a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's just, it's amazing to me. So, yeah, that was we spent the majority of our first day there uh, in the in that museum. So, yeah, I saw um, a picture that uh, your wife posted saying uh, this is as close as we could get. Uh, Looks like you're outside a church. Yeah, to uh, Trinity Chapel. Trinity. There we or go. Trinity Trinity Church. Yeah. Now wait. Um, wait what do you mean? Like, what do you mean by as close as you get? Were you guys like, were the is it gated? We can't get near it. Can't get yeah. inside it. Or yeah, they have a they have a fence around the camp compound, and so it's like there's the there's the church in the middle, and then there's like a cemetery right around the church. And actually, mm-hmm. Al- Alexander Hamilton is buried there. Oh, um, oh which is kind of cool. Yeah. So we got to like take a picture of his like tomb or whatever, uh, yeah. but then we went to the front of the building and it was closed. So. We weren't able to get in. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so, but it's a beautiful looking building from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I'm glad, uh, you know, like, at least that's one of the uh, major uh, perks of being living out, uh, out east like you do now is you live an hour and a half away from New York. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's it's one of the things where not only, you know, you could travel there, but you could travel there with no problem. You know, it's, it, could be a, it could be a weekend thing any weekend. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, – yeah, I don't know why I haven't been out there yet. That was the first time I've been out there, so. 
hopefully I'll, I'll make some more trips before we leave. Yeah. So, yeah, and I'll, and I'll definitely be going back. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great city in lots of ways. You know, I, I'm still, my heart's in Chicago and even like looking at the skyline, I'm just like, nah, like it's a skyline, but it's not the Chicago skyline. So like, I can't, yeah. I can't wait to be back in the Midwest, <laughs> but it's still cool. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's a great place. Had some bagels today. That was authentic. Oh, the bagels. Uh-huh. What else did we do? I'm trying to remember. Do, do, do. Man, we just did so much. We we covered so much ground. I think we walked like 10 miles on Saturday. Oh, nice. nice. Did you catch yeah. any Pokemon? I did not because I... Does, does anyone Pokemon play that Go game? App, oh, yeah. There's still people up there. Yeah, lots of people do. I don't because I, I, I just don't... There's no internet near me mm-hmm. in Connecticut, and <laughs> so I never, I can never play. Well, like I told you today, Travis, I caught a Pikachu with a Christmas hat. That's what you did. Oh, I caught, I caught one when I was in New Jersey. Oh, nice. nice. I'm surprised that's the only thing you caught in New Jersey. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> nice. I have no reference. I'm, I have nothing against New Jersey. I just hear people say bad things about New Jersey all the time, and I want to fit I in. Ted cool. Mosby. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure oh. I've said that on the past three fucking episodes. <laughs> I think you have. But it was like, um, I I still I still take the game and I play it once in a while. I said that, but the moment I see a brand new Pokemon I've never heard of before, I'm done. Yeah, I can do it because my childhood would be ruined again, and I I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um. Well, Joey, I'm glad you had fun. Um, Colin, how was your New Year's? Oh, what'd you, great. Uh, what'd you end up doing? Uh, New Year's Eve, me and the girlfriend actually went out with your sister and her fiance. Uh, we went up to that Maggiano's, Little mm. Italy in Ooh. Naperville. Nice. And <laughs> don't get me wrong, it was good. What I I pro- if I went again, I probably won't, wouldn't order what I got. Um, and it really surprised me because I kind of expected what I got to be good. Um, mm-hmm. I got a thing of salmon, um, grilled salmon with lemon and herbs and white wine sauce. But like, and, and I know it's because it was grilled. The way it's grilled, it's like got the burnt uh, taste to it, and I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do without that, and I'd probably be okay. But uh, yeah, then we just came home, watched them rescue me, and uh, celebrated the new year. So went to bed, you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right at right after midnight, I was just passed out. So. Yeah, that's what. Nothing, nothing too big, so. Nice. Well, but nice I do got to nice, say, though. I was able to get um, a grasshopper there, which I love, so. Yum. So. And they took forever to make it, too. 
I think it's really. Yeah, well, I think it's because it's not one of their regular drinks. Oh, gotcha. Somebody had to pull up their phone real quick. Well, no, they actually surprisingly they knew how to make it. It's just (laughs) they're like, oh yeah, we have to go uh, find some ice cream and back for it. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, I was able to uh, take care of the meal because I had some gift cards that I was able to use. So nice. It made that very nice. So be able to uh, get that. Nice. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad everyone had a good New Year's. Um, Hopefully next year I'm not sick during it. Yeah. Um, but I want to continue off uh, before we get too far into the year. Uh, we started uh, last. Um, what the fuck was it? Like October. September. <laughs> September. September. Yeah, September. Um, we started doing um, our predictions and shit for uh, 2017 movies. Um, we did. Uh, we did the sequels. Uh, ourselves, and then we did horror movies. Uh, I think both remakes and new ones kind of being released. We did with Fear during oh, uh, that's true. That's this true. freaky that's show. True. Yeah, so then uh, I want to continue, and I want to focus on more of the remakes now. Okay. The ones that are, the ones that are coming out in 2017. Uh, I only have a few of them. Uh, I'm not sure how many there really are going to be. I'm just going to go off the list that I have. And um, if you guys know of any other ones that I missed or... Uh, you know, find a list somewhere that seem to have the ones that I don't have. Just let me know, and then we'll add those on to it. Um, and we'll just do it the same way we did before. You know, kind of like an IMDb thing, you know. Uh, out of, I think we're doing out of seven, right? Or was it out of five? No, it was out of seven. Uh, so we just give our rating uh, one, through, one through ten based on how we think they're going to do for the year 2017. Okay. Sound good? Perfect. All right, so the first one uh, is probably going to be my favorite remake this year that I know I'm going to see is Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Yeah, I'm kind of really excited for that one. Yeah. I I still watch the trailer from time to time just because it's amazing. Actually, I watched the movie uh, Descendants uh, over the weekend when I was sick and shit, and... uh, I didn't really, I, I didn't know really anything about the. I knew the idea of what the movie was, but I didn't know what characters were involved in it. And I guess it's actually Belle and Beast's uh, son as the main character in it, so that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited for Beauty and the Beast to come out, and I think it's going to be amazing. I think the live action is going to kill it, and I'm actually going to give it a. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Well, straight up eight on it. <laughs> it's probably good. I I don't know if I'm gonna like it very much. I'm very uncomfortable with the like the CGI beast that they have looks mm-hmm. really weird to me, and I'm not I'm not sure I like that CGI for the beast. Everything else looks great, and Emma Watson is fantastic. But like, and then like I keep seeing like different trailers and stuff where watching Emma Watson try to act against a computer generated character is really awkward looking to me. So I don't know how I feel about it. So I I think it's going to be a commercial success. I think people are going to love it. 
Um, but I think personally for me, it's only going to be a maximum of a seven. Seven? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I have not seen this trailer yet. <laughs> but uh, You haven't seen the trailer yet? No, I haven't. You watch the trailer, I'll wait. <laughs> okay. Uh, Seriously, watch the trailer. I'll wait. I'll talk with Joe. Seriously, watch the trailer. <laughs> I'm going to mute myself. You, okay, I'll be you, right mute, you mute yourself and you watch the trailer. I'm going to talk to Joe for a little bit. Hey, Joe. Hey, what's up? When was the last time you had a great burger? It's It's been a while. Has it's been, it been a long while. Holy crap. Has, has it been uh, has it been the length of time it's been since you moved away from the fire pit bar and grill area? I think it has been that length of time. Well, you know, I'm not sure if you quite remember this. I'm sure you have great memory, but you, you do know that they still have uh, burger and beer for six ninety nine every Monday and Wednesday. I didn't know they still had that. That's fantastic. I mean, yeah. I did know that because we talked about it last week, but. <laughs> for the sake of this conversation, I you had forgotten. Yeah, it's every Monday and Wednesday, if you're in the Firebird Bar and Grill area, which is, is the Piantown, Illinois area, you get place. burger and beer for just six ninety nine every Monday and Wednesday. Absolutely amazing and delicious burgers. Multiple toppings. Phenomenal. Um, the only girl. downfall is, unfortunately, they do not serve breakfast anymore. What if she is the one? That is unfortunate. It's very bad. unfortunate. People did not come out and uh, support the uh, breakfast that they were offering, which uh, which is unfortunate. It's it's a bad thing because they had great breakfast. Their breakfast was amazing. Yeah, but you know, even though you know breakfast is gone, burgers and beer for six ninety nine every Monday and Wednesday is still there. Yeah, and the rest of their amazing menu every uh, all the time. Every all the time. Sunday through Saturday. <laughs> yeah, Sunday through Saturday opening up at 11 a.m. every day. And, uh, Joey, you know where you can find them, right? I'm sure you do. I'm going to tell you again anyways. Uh, you can find them on Facebook at this, uh, at Firefoot Bar or at the website, FirefootBar.com. They're so good. They are good, aren't they? The service is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. The owner is very that. nice. No. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I tell you, you know, especially if you're a listener in the Chicago area, just remember, like, a beer anywhere in the city costs more than an entire meal at Fire Pit Bar and Grill on Mondays and Wednesdays. Fire Pit Bar and Grill is very good food. Definitely amazing food. Great appetizers. Uh, a lot of specials during uh, sporting events. And they have, like, festivities all the time. Like, coming up in January, they have a, uh, a mini-golf uh, uh, crawl kind of thing with all the other bars in Piaton. Each bar is going to have its own little putt course. Yeah. That's awesome. And I know they, Thanks. for a fact, have, uh, like, those beer to- like a beer tower. Yep. I'm not sure if they have two of them or just one of them. But uh... Uh, I think they just have the one right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. know how many people have ordered it, but if you're into that kind of things, you can go ahead. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very enjoyable. It's very fun. Colin, did you watch the trailer? I did. Now, what that, do you think? Uh, I, I I have mixed feelings about it. Uh, no, no, don't go that way, Colin. Go the other way where it's like awesome and good and you touch yourself. Well, no, don't get me wrong. I really want to see this because... Right. Just that opening song, 
of the tune for Beauty, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Right. Yeah. I just it's like haunting, but nice. Uh, I do get to. I can see where you guys come with the CGI. Um, mm-hmm. Some of it to me, like the teapot ship, uh, <laughs> kind of looked pretty cheesy. Um, I know, obviously, they're making inanimate objects talk, but uh, I'd probably I'd probably go with seven. Seven. Yeah, I mean. And then the the face, I kind of been thrown off by the face of the beast, but um, not as evil to me looking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kind of more looks like a puppy dog kind of, but uh, <laughs> I am excited to see this movie, and I probably will go see this in theater. Um, I've always been a fan of Beauty and the Beast. And I actually think I might watch that tonight if I can find it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, all nice. the, uh, the animated Disney version? Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think it's on Netflix. I think I tried looking for it. No. It might come soon since they uh, Disney uh, made a deal with Netflix. So. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, next one we got. Uh, Baywatch. Remaking a TV show. Oh. Oh, really? Are they remaking it, or are they going to be like a continuation? Uh, I think you see the trailer. I, <laughs> yeah, I think they're remaking, like, um, well, the, the the brief subject is two unlikely prospective lifeguards vie for jobs alongside the buff bodies who patrol a beach in California. So I think they're taking the Baywatch concept, and uh, it, it's listed under a reboot remake of Baywatch. So I think they're using the same character names and all that stuff. Uh, Dwayne DeRock Johnson's in it. Zach Efron's in it. Yeah, they're so, the main characters. So yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. And, I'm gonna list this one under a remake, and uh, I'm gonna say that this is going to fall around a five, just because I don't think people are going to enjoy it as much. I think they're just gonna watch. Uh, I think they're gonna enjoy watching Efron and Johnson run around in fucking bathing suits. Other than that, I don't think people are gonna be too excited to see this movie. So I'm yeah, gonna right. I'm gonna go six. I'm gonna lie. I'm gonna go six. I'm gonna think there's a lot of pervy chicks out there who are gonna really enjoy it. I'm gonna go six uh, on it. Uh, I'll mm. probably have to go five on it. it. It doesn't look. I mean, it looks funny, and entertaining, mm-hmm. but not not to be like a blockbuster. Um, like the tra- one trailer. It, that's a really funny part with uh, talking about their balls. about it but (laughs) that's really all i saw from that trailer i mean the whole you people joke that's kind of stupid kind of played out yeah um it's really just yeah so I'm, i'm gonna go with the five Ooh, it's got dwayne the rock johnson though <laughs> As we just he, <laughs> mentioned, he uh he I mean he makes good movies you know and everything he touches you know it pretty much turns to a pretty shiny silver. I know. I gotta be you know. I think you're right, Travis. 
I think I got to give it a six. I was going to give it a five. You made a pretty, pretty compelling case for five. But I mean, there are still going to be those people who are so nostalgic about Baywatch, but it's not going to be it's not going to be any fucking blockbuster, you know? Right. You know, there's going to be those guys who are like, you know, I wish it was Hasselhoff, but at least we got Johnson. I don't even know yeah. what the like. Well, the only thing I know about it. the original Baywatch is Hasselhoff, and then actually, I didn't even know that he was part of that. I just know that from like SpongeBob, um, right? What was it, Pamela Anderson? Uh huh. Yeah, I think Carmen Electra was in it too. What's that? Maybe she was. I think Carmen Electra was in it too, but I could be way off about that. Maybe that's who I'm thinking of. No, Pam Anderson was in it. Okay. I don't think she was in the entire series. I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of Baywatch. I think I've seen like, I I think I've only watched like the opening credits when like my parents went around when I was a kid. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah that's about it like are they gonna pull that sexual factor into this thing oh yeah oh, probably oh god yeah <laughs> oh Yasmin Bleeth that's who it was yeah Pam Anderson was in it Yasmin Bleeth a bunch of other people I don't know a whole bunch of no- Carmen Electra was in it okay so there we go bunch of other people bunch of people bunch of people Brooke Burns sounds familiar Mm. A lot of hot girls. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah. So there's that. Yeah, I mean, believe. Uh, all right. Next one. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, if you guys heard anything more about this. If it's not a remake, if it's a prequel, sequel, whatever you want to call it, but Kong Skull Island. Oh, boo! I'm excited about it. The action adventure story centered on the King Kong's origins. So I guess they're calling it a a remake or a reboot. Yeah, mm, I'm excited about it, but I kind of feel it's gonna turn out to be like Tarzan did. And I was excited well, about Tarzan. Well, Tarzan did pretty good, didn't it? Uh, I, mean, I mean, if you was was the guy because I just saw it on top of the list up here a little bit earlier, it got a six point three out of ten. I mean, Jungle Book did way better at seven point six, but yeah. yeah. Um, what was the last King Kong movie that came out? The one with uh, Jack Black in it? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I'm I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put that at a six. Put it at a six. Yeah. I actually think it's gonna be a pretty good movie. Like it looks, it looks legitimately good. Um, I like the fact that it has Tom Hiddleston. Yes, there's lot, there's lots of things going for it. I think, I don't know. I think it's probably going to end up a six, unlike IMDb. <laughs> Samuel Jackson. Mostly because Kong is just so played out, you know. Like it's just we we're out of. We're not out of good stories to tell. We're just out of out of people who are willing to take risks in Hollywood. And I just I'm kind of with my scoutmaster from uh, when I was in Boy Scouts. Like, what problem does Kong have between his legs that he needs to go after a human woman the size of his pinky? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I hold on, hold on, hold on. Your scout leader said this. Yeah, yes, he did. 
<laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. he, didn't, he didn't say it exactly that way. But that's what I he wa- meant. I want I want you to remember how an adult worded that conversation to a bunch of kids on a camping trip to where it doesn't sound weird. Uh, he said something. To the, it was more like, uh, I always wondered what was wrong uh, with King Kong that he had to go after a woman who was so much smaller than he was. Okay. See, or something that, along those lines. Or like compensating for something, maybe. Okay. That sounds a little bit better. That doesn't sound like a group of uh, group of dads having a conversation with them one night. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I said it the other way so that I didn't have to clarify it later. <laughs> I just went right for what he meant. <laughs> you got it. Cut to the heart of the meaning. <laughs> uh, but seriously, I've never understood the appeal ever since that conversation. I'm like, uh, yeah, he's right. That is weird. It, it, it makes no sense. It's, but um, as as uh, being a Kong fan, I'm assuming you are, Joey. Uh, Kong's giving it a six. I'm gonna say seven because I feel it's gonna fall where every other Kong movie is. People are gonna be hyped about it and be disappointed later. But in the meantime, they are going to enjoy it. So I'm gonna give it a seven. Where are you at with it? Uh, I give it a six. Six. Yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. I I mean I'm. It's an ape. I'm. Love apes, uh, and I'm I'm excited for the movie, but I don't think it will come out as that good. Yeah. So, and I'll I'll enjoy it. I know. Yeah. Uh, here's one I don't think we really know about, so we don't have to talk about it too much. But since it is there, I'm just gonna go ahead and talk about it. Going in style, desperate to pay the bills and come through uh, for their loved ones. Three lifelong pals risk it all by embarking on a daring bid to knock off the very bank that absconded with their money. Looks like a couple old guys. Morgan Freeman, Christopher Lloyd, Joey King. What's the name of this one again? Sorry? Going in, going in Style. It's a reboot from uh, an old 70s movie, Going in Style. Huh. Old, six, old 60s movie, Going in Style. Gotcha. Basically, no, I'm sorry, 1979, so old 70s. Yeah, basically a bunch of old dudes robbing a bank. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with five. We don't got to talk much about Ooh. it. I just throw it in there. I'm I'm looking at this cast and I'm looking at the director and I got to give it at least I'm going to say like a seven. You going to say seven on this? Oh yeah, Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, Alan Arkin. I think it's a seven. Oh, Arkin. Christopher Lloyd, seven. Zach Raff directing. That's going to be hilarious. It's going to be funny. It's going to it's going to be good. Man, I'm, I'm not gonna... like not like good, good. I mean, not like a nine or a ten, but I think he's a solid seven. Yeah, well, the seventy nine one got seven point two, so yeah, still saying five now. I think I'll go with six. I'll go with six. Yeah. Uh, uh next one. Uh Suspiria. Young ballet dancer travels to a prestigious dance academy in Berlin in nineteen seventy seven, only to discover. Is a front for something far more sinister and supernatural amidst a series of increasingly grisly murders. Did we talk about this in October? Because it doesn't sound uh, familiar. No, No, we didn't. Okay. So this is a reboot remake of the previous Suspiria, 
which came out in 1977. Hmm. Well, it's got Chloe and Dakota Jackson. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go six, just on horror alone. <laughs> That's probably people, fair. People like to be scared. Last we got a seven out of five. 7.5 out of 10, and then 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, man. I, I, see, I can't use those as, as part of my judgment because people like classic movies. And classic it's movies true. made then are a lot different than they're made now because they were made great back then. There, right. wasn't, a, there wasn't an overabundance of shit exploding. Yeah. Just because. Fucking Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think you're right. I think... I want it to be good because the old one was looks like it was amazing. But I think you're right. I think I got to give it a six. Six. Yep. Um. I mean, I love Chloe. I think she's a great actress. Um, Tilda Swinton as well. She's good. Um, the White Witch from Narnia. Uh, but I don't think people are gonna really. I mean, it's not what people really crave nowadays. Of course, then the lot that La La Land is doing good with, and that's a dancing one. Um, that's true. It's also a musical, I think. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna go a four, but I think I'm gonna move it to a five. Five? Yeah. Uh, okay. Jumanji. Jumanji. Another uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I, I saw a uh, the preview for it or a teaser trailer for it. It doesn't look like it's supposed to be the same as... No. They the actually original. said it's supposed to be a... Like a sequel to it. A spiritual sequel. Yeah, in a brand new Jumanji Avenger, the tables are turned as four teenagers are sucked into Jumanji's world, pitted against rhinos. Four teenagers. Basically, it's your... This time you're going to be in the game, as opposed to real world coming out of the game. Or the game coming into the real world. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> I think it's like more of like the perspective of Robin Williams, like right. on his side of the. Board. I just don't. I just don't like how the original only got six point nine. Really? That is a damn shame. Yeah, that is a great movie. I know. I'm giving this one a six. And I, I actually feel bad doing that. I think it's going to be more like a five. I'm just going to give it a six for the whole it's a rock shit. But Ooh. that just, I, I don't I don't like that. And it says on this, it's like, what is this, the Smoldering Dr. Bravestone? Dr. That's really, Smolder Bravestone. If that's really his fucking name, then I'm just going to lose hope in this fucking movie. No, it looks like it looks like what happens is that they 
it, it is literally from the perspective of the game. So, like, me, uh, uh, they're, the kids are playing as characters from the game. So the kid whose name in the, in the movie is going to be Spencer is going to be uh, playing the character Dr. Smolder Bravestone, represented by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Wait, so they're not getting sucked into the game? I think they are getting sucked into the game, but because of whatever character they're playing, oh, uh, that's who they become when they get sucked in. Okay. That makes it almost a little bit better. Yeah. So basically, so it's going to be like one of these things where the rock is going to play a fucking like 10 year old kid in like an in adult the rock's body. body. Yep. That is what worries me. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that just sounds like it's going to, it's going to take it from being like a good action movie to a fucked up child's movie, which I understand is probably what they're aiming for to be more of a, kid-friendly movie, mm-hmm. but still, you know, I don't need another fucking, what the hell is that shit called, Race to Witch Mountain, or whatever the fuck it was, I hated that shit, or, yeah. uh, well, um, it's also got Kevin Hart and Jack Black playing the same type of character. Yeah, I can give you a, here's the, the Wikipedia plot summary. Yeah, go for in it. A br- in a brand new Jumanji adventure, the tables are turned as four teenagers are sucked into Jumanji's world pitted against rhinos, black mambas, and an endless variety of jungle traps and puzzles. To survive, they'll play as characters from the game. Meek Spencer becomes a brave explorer, Dwayne Johnson. Hulky Jock Fridge becomes a tiny genius, Kevin Hart. It Girl Bethany becomes a bookworm professor, Jack Black. And unathletic Martha becomes an Amazonian warrior, Karen Gillan. To beat the game and return to the real world with their lives, they'll have to start seeing things in an entirely different way. So Jack Black's going to be playing a, a girl, <laughs> a nerdy girl named Beth. <laughs> the the only thing, the only thing, like it just, yeah, I guess so. I'm I'm, I'm hoping yeah. it's good. I'm going to go see it because I I still love the original. So pissed you off when we got six point nine. I'm going to go see it. Yeah, um, it, the hard thing, like, I'm having trouble reconciling, like, did, so did, does that mean that when Robin Williams' character in the original was sucked in, did he get, did he become a character? Or was he himself as a boy in the jungle? Like, I don't understand that. That's a weird change to me. Yeah, see, the only thing about the, the only thing I can think about with what you're saying is with the original, I just remember the pieces being animals. Rhinos, yeah. elephants, stuff like that. Yeah. I don't remember them being like a, a barbarian warrior, uh, whatever the fuck you want to call. Yeah, it's not like uh, Clue. Yeah. Hmm. So, but I'm giving it a six. Where you guys at with it? I think six safe to call. I think I might give it a five. Five? Yeah. Just I, I don't I, I it's cool if it's a spiritual sequel, but I think it's gonna miss the mark. That's all. You know something that just blew my mind that I literally just found out and never Derek What's that? Th- thought of? Please. I did not know that the bad guy of the original Jumanji, that hunter uh-huh. was the, was the dad as well. Was the dad as well. <laughs> you didn't know that? No. <laughs> I never noticed until never you put said two it. And two together. 
I forgot when I realized that, but I realized it a while ago. And I always thought the reason they did that is because he was always battling his dad. Which it's is just, probably it's, why. Yeah. Either that or they didn't have a lot of money to hire an additional actor. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't remember where that came from, but I remember hearing about that like a couple years ago. I, but yeah, that's I mean, it's shit like that. We gotta have a. We should do a, a show in the future. Where we think about movies that use a character for multiple roles. I think that'd be fun to talk about. Yeah. Um. But anyways, yeah. Okay. So we got three more. A fourth one, if you guys want to call it a fourth one, but we'll get to that one. Uh, King Arthur. King Arthur. I am King Arthur. Stoked. Yep. I don't. I don't know anything about it. Feature film version of a classic King Arthur story. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with seven just because of Game of Thrones. With uh, Jax. Yep. Yeah. Charlie Hunman. Yep. Yeah. Jude Jude Law's in it. Directed well, by Guy Ritchie. Colin's going eight. Colin, this is the highest uh, score you've ever given a movie. Yeah. Uh, I I just mm. think it looks badass, and like because. If you've seen the original King Arthur, uh, it's fucking good. You don't mean like the one with Kira Knightley, do you? Yeah. This is a remake of that? Oh, I don't know about that. I, I doubt I, it. From, oh. what, from what it shows, it's pretty much a remake of all King Arthur. Um, oh, okay. The remake it talks about, if I click on the link, it talks about the yeah the 2004 King Arthur, Clive... With Clive Owen, Stephen Dillon, yeah, yeah. Kieran okay, Nelson. that is a so great just, movie. You've never seen much it. Reboot. Definitely go check it out. I've mm. never seen it, but I will check it out. What are oh, you saying? That I have. Joey? It's good. Uh, I'll give it a seven. Charlie Hunnam does it for me. Seven. Now, yeah. see the difference right. though between this is, <laughs> like, from this new one, it looks like the bad guy is like magical. Whereas in this being like a, a remake, that 2004 one, there was no magic in it. Like it a was, yeah, sorcerer? Yeah, it was very realistic. Yeah, the it was, it's one. more realistic, historical based. And like badass. Merlin. Like Merlin. Yeah. Like Merlin. Hey, I, I'll go see it. I mean, Colin, you seem very excited about this one. i go check it out. Yeah. One, I, one I know I'm not going to enjoy. Uh, the mummy. No, yeah, looks fucking stupid. Tom Cruise no. can eat a dick and die. Tom Cruise eat a dick and die. An ancient. <laughs> That'd be funny an- if it wasn't even Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's, it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> an ancient, an ancient princess is awakened from her crypt beneath the desert, bringing with her mel malevolent. Joey, malevolent. There we go. Thanks, Joey. Grown over millennia. And terrors that defy human comprehension. It's so directed, stupid looking. Yep, directed by Alex Kurtzman, starring Sophia Butea, Tom Cruise, Annabelle Wallace, and Russell Crowe. What's it, Brendan Fraser up to these days that he couldn't come do this? It just. I wouldn't want him to put his name to shame in this shit. I think he's stuck down in that uh, fallout shelter with his parents. Hmm. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. Um, I'm, I'm going to give it, I'm going to, fuck. It's just because Tom Cruise is in it. I think it's going to do good. It's going to do great, but I still am only going to give it a four. I'm doing six. I'm doing Joe, you're going three. Four? I'm going four. 
you know, four, you know, three. I, mean, I got to stay with six just because people will, like, worship fucking Tom Cruise. I know, and Russell Crowe. He's fucking pathetic. Yeah. I'm just not into it. I'm not feeling it at all. It's... I don't know. It, there's a lot of disappointment that's uh, in my fucking heart right now for it. Because I liked all the old mummies. Yeah. Like, all of them. I mean, like, the, I mean, like towards the end, it was getting kind of ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I mean the, the first Speaking two I had... bad CGI. Enjoyed. Yeah. But, I mean, the first couple I, I, I liked, I enjoyed it. Uh, even kind of when they left that, went to, like, the Scorpion King. I kind of enjoyed Scorpion King a little mm-hmm. bit. But... To fucking sit there and remake it, I'm just... It doesn't even yeah. take place in, like, Egypt. It takes place in downtown Manhattan or some shit. Yeah. Does it really? Yeah, it's so fucking stupid. Ah, oh, that's fucking horrible. So fucking stupid. There's, <laughs> like, no interest in it. Yeah. Um, Power Rangers. Ten. No, I'm just kidding. But I am excited. I ain't for it. gonna lie. I kind of want to see this. It looks good. Um, I'm gonna probably give it a seven. Seven. Yeah. yeah. I'm going eight just because of nostalgia. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I. Oh God, that's a horrible picture. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm. Uh, the Power Rangers movie looks good. I'm really intrigued by it. Ever since uh, they did that fan movie a while back, um, I've been I've been waiting for a good Power Rangers reboot. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping this will be good. I want to give it a seven, so I'm going to give it a seven. <laughs> okay, that's how it's going to be. Because yeah. because we haven't had a Power Rangers like an actual I mean like I know they probably like the little mini crappy movies but like a true Power Rangers movie since like the Ivan Ooze yeah yeah so I think it's gonna go eight just, I think it's mainly gonna be nostalgia just as long as they don't fuck it up mm-hmm. um okay I think that's it I think that's all the remakes that I got sweet perfect so we I get through the we get through the filler of the show and come to the main event. Go ahead, Colin. Are you saying mine's the main event? The thing that people look forward to every single week? I hope so. Oh, I'm so Absolutely. Touched. Okay, welcome, guys. It's this week's This Frickin' State of Mind. Um, welcome back. As you guys know, last week we did uh, Florida. Great state. Very interesting facts. Uh, <laughs> we're moving right along. Like I said, to Georgia. Another... Pretty interesting place. Learned some stuff. Um, <laughs> as always, I'll say it again. I pulled this information off the internet. Don't believe everything on the internet. <laughs> some of the shit might be false. Um, believe what you want. Do more research if it interests you. Uh, and if you find shit's not true, tell uh, us. Let us know. And we'll make a correction. Actually, we won't make a correction. We'll. We'll address it, though. So, moving right along. Uh, <laughs> Georgia. The Okefenokee Swamp encompasses over 400,000 acres of canals, 
moss draped cypress trees, uh, and lily pad prairies, providing sanctuaries for hundreds of species of birds and wildlife, including several endangered species. Uh, the Cumberland Island National Seashore <laughs> kind of almost stumbled on that. Contains the ruins of Dungeness, the once magnificent Carnegie Estate. In addition, wild horses graze among windswept dunes. Um, moving on, we have the historic St. Mary's, Georgia, is the second oldest city in the nation. The city of Savannah was the first steamship to cross the Atlantic, and it sailed from Georgia. Mm. Uh, Ways Station was renamed Richmond Hill on May 1st, 1941, taking the name of the automaker's Henry Ford's Winter Estate. Ah. <laughs> uh, the pirate Edward Teach, a.k.a. Blackbeard, made a home on Blackbeard Island, and the U.S. Congress has designated the Blackbeard Island Wilderness Area in 1975, and it now has a total of 3,000 acres. Damn. Uh, in Gainesville, Georgia, the chicken capital of the world, it is illegal to eat chicken with a fork. <laughs> uh, Stone Mountain near Atlanta is one of the largest single masses of exposed granite in the world. I know uh, granite, for you other folks that don't know, is used a lot in countertops. <laughs> yep. And I'm sure plenty of other things, too. Um uh, Georgia is the nation's number one producer of the three peas, peanuts, pecans, and peaches. Um, at the Hawks, Hawkinsville Civitan Club's annual shoot at the Bull Barbecue Championship, people from all over Georgia and surrounding states flock to this small South Georgia town to enter their tasty barbecue concoctions in this famous cook-off. The funds raised from this event benefit the Civitan International Research Center and its work towards the cure for Down syndrome and other de developmentally disabled disabilities. Developmental disabilities. <laughs> um, each year, Georgia serves as host of the International Poultry Trade Show the largest poultry convention in the world. So cluck, cluck, go there if you want to see some chickens. Um, just make sure you don't eat them with a fork in uh, Gainesville. <laughs> uh, the oldest portable steam engine in the United States is on display at historic railroad shops in Havana. Known as the sweetest onion in the world, the Vidalia onion can only be grown in the fields around Vidalia and Glenville. Yeah, Vidalia sounds a lot better than Glenville onion. 
That's true. <laughs> hey, what do you eat now? I'm eating a Glenville onion. <laughs> Um, Glenville onion sounds like some something you'd find on Urban Dictionary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they all got it on those. Let's uh, create something, Joe. That. <laughs> uh, Georgia is the largest state east of the Mississippi River. Now, I find that actually pretty damn interesting. I didn't think of it as being the largest. Yeah, I never thought about that either. Cordali, or something claims to be the watermelon capital of the world interesting yes i love watermelon <laughs> uh where was that the annual masters golf tournament is played at augusta national in augusta every first week of april so you golf fans out there um, <laughs> you can check that out. Uh, Georgia is often called the Empire State of the South and is also known as the Peach State and the Cracker State. <laughs> I can see the Peach State. Cracker State is, uh, interesting. Yeah. Same as Empire State. But, <laughs> uh, here's a nice one that I love. Coca-Cola was invented in May 1886 by Dr. John S. Pemberton in Atlanta, Georgia. The name Coca-Cola was suggested by Dr. Pemberton's bookkeeper, Frank Robinson. He penned the name Coca-Cola in the flowing script that is famous today. Coca-Cola was first sold at a soda fountain in Jacob's Pharmacy in Atlanta by Willis Willis. Vendable. Venable? Yeah, Venable. Um, the Little White House in Warm Springs was the recuperative home of Franklin D. Roosevelt. <laughs> in 1942, Jekyll Island was a private resort uh, sold to the state by the owners of a group of millionaires. Uh, Providence Canyon State Park uh, near Lumpkin is known as the Little Grand Canyon of Georgia. Hmm. I just love that name. And it makes me think of Derek. (laughs) (laughs) He's a Lumpkin. Uh, the locomotive <laughs> engine, popularly known as the General, is housed as in the Big Shanty Museum in Kennesaw. It was stolen in the Andrews Railroad Raid in 1862 and later depicted in the Great Lo- Locomotive Chase, a popular movie. Uh, the name of the famous South Georgia swamp, the Okefenokee, uh, is derived from an Indian word meaning the trembling earth. Uh, <laughs> Chickamauga National Park is the site of the bloodiest battle in American history. Um, the figures of Stonewall Jackson, Jefferson Davis, and Robert E. Lee make up the world's largest sculptor sculpture 
and it is located in the face of Stone Mountain. Additionally, Robert E. Lee's horse, Traveler, is also carved at the same place. Now see, if this is the world's largest sculpture, that's impressive because... So you're saying it's bigger than Mount Rushmore? Yeah, I think crazy so. Crazy horse? Um, definitely never heard of it, so... Uh, the world's largest infantry training center is located at Fort Benning. And our last piece of information, Madison, Georgia, is known for its beautiful antebellum homes, sparred, spared, sparred, wow, um, spared during Sherman's fiery march to the sea. Um, wow. So there you have it, people. That is some interesting facts. 27 to be specific. Interesting facts about Georgia that hopefully you can you have learned something. Um, hopefully you enjoyed learning it, and you continue to enjoy learning these every week. So come back next week for our next date. Uh, that was this freaking state of mind. Nice, Travis. Colin, every week you amaze me with this. It's like it's 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 like you dig deeper and deeper into it. I love it. <laughs> it's so interesting learning about so many states. I know, right? I can't wait till we get to Wyoming. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. I mean I mean the, I don't I care month. less about like California or New York. I mean they're just boring states that everybody yeah, knows because it's just one big fucking city. It's the unsung hero states out there like Dakotas and fucking Idaho with its potato. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> oh, shit. But bravo, Kong. Good for you. Another week. You fucking nailed it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Joe. Yes. Every week, all your listeners can catch Geek Cash Joe here on this freaking show. But uh, where else can they find you? If you wanted to find me somewhere else on Saturday mornings, you'd find me over at the GeekCast Live podcast at GCL.Ninja. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find this freaking show on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, just by searching this freaking show. You can search this freaking show on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and start following us on social media. Or, if you want to do all that at once, you can not only listen to somebody cough in the background, but you can also... (laughs) Uh, uh, Tell Maddie I love her and hope she feels Uh, good. I will do that. (laughs) Uh, You go to our website, thisfreakingshow.com, where you can find links to our social media, a link to Stitcher, a link to Podbean. If you have an iPhone, iPhone, go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Those help us become more popular because we've never been popular in our lives, and this is the opportunity to do it. <laughs> As always, I am Travis D. I'm Awkward Colin. And I'm Geekcast Joe. Thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.